0: This is Shiar Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Sheer Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo welcoming you to the current study on Heavenly Authority as taught in our Sunday service by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. We have been examining how much more glorious the New Covenant is over the Old Covenant and Pastor has been discussing the era in Christian history of trying to go back under some false type of Levitical or legal system. He is currently in Matthew, chapter 15, verses 1 through 9, where Jesus rebukes the religious leaders for nullifying the commandments of God by their traditions. Let's pick up the sermon where we left off last time.
1: Now, the idea of offerings, the tradition comes off, obviously, the Levitical system. All that we studied about the offerings, the provisions, the giving, there is in the Levitical system the idea of dedicated offerings, things that are dedicated to the Temple. And it's clear that this Corbin, this idea of an offering that cannot be withdrawn or taken back, this tradition comes off the true scriptures of Leviticus, but God never meant for people To deny the basic support of those that are their loved ones those they're responsible for by making rash donations by saying I give that to the Lord and it can't be changed that was never his intent there is a whole provision that they had to do with tithing of their offerings from the field from the flock and then there were other things they could devote to God and dedicate to God but it was never to break the commandments of Sinai of saying honor your parents which means help them take care of them if they're old and they're feeble and they need help you don't say wait a second I'd love to help you but that's dedicated on to God and you notice where the priority is given as I said before by the religious leaders they're not emphasizing the one the care of the elders they're emphasizing the donations the dedication why why is that the focus of their tradition because it brings the money in so they're breaking the law of god by their wrong emphasis and by their tradition and this corbin could supposedly be dedicated to the lord and the person making the vow could retain a life estate in it himself meaning in other words i could say well this belongs to god and my debt it would have to go to the temple so the temple benefits but I can use it all I want in my lifetime, and it excuses me from what? Using it for those who I have a responsibility for, who need it. I.e., honor your father and mother. So sometimes it worked to the benefit of the person giving the donation. If someone wanted to avoid or evade their responsibility, they could work things out uh, with some of the religious leaders and supposedly. In such a system, graft developed where they could get the religious leaders to say that nothing the person had was undedicated property. It's all dedicated onto God. I'd love to help. I would like to do uh, my duty of honoring my parents, but everything I have is dedicated onto God. And so, unscrupulous people could benefit, the temple could benefit. And sometimes people just did dedicate things not out of Wrong motives, but almost like a rash uh, donation pushed on by the religious leaders and not considering all the obligations, all the responsibilities they had, the tradition of the elders nullified then the commandment of God, because how can you honor your father and mother if you can't take care of them? you know that that's that's something to consider today in the church how sometimes the emphasis is placed more on certain aspects of our duties as christians and not other ones and usually the aspect is placed upon is whatever moves the church forward and the church needs to be moved forward but people are the church and the loved ones god gives you you don't have to question whether they're your ministry or not because by the very place He's put you in a space and time, your parents, your children, your family. You know they're in ministry unto you. You know, If we want to minister to another continent, but we don't want to minister to the children God gave us, something's wrong. We, the one we know, no doubt about it, they don't have to pray, Lord, is this my ministry? Because that baby comes from you, those parents were given to you. The other we have to say, Lord, now how do we expand out from there? God gave them a commandment, they should have given offerings onto the temple, there were even things maybe they should have devoted to God beyond the regular offerings, but it was not to be used to nullify, the priorities were all wrong and the traditions of the elders made no effect of the commandment of God. His conclusion in verse 7 is hypocrites, hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy about you, saying, these people, and here's a very good summary of religious, pseudo-legal, ritualistic, tradition-oriented religion, versus the clean, simple, born again experience. These people draw near to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips. They speak about me, but their heart is far from me and in vain in emptiness they worship me teaching as doctrines teaching as teachings the commandments of men very dangerous situation teaching as doctrines the commandments of men why is it dangerous because it mixes the whole thing together right the person the recipient of the teaching gets very confused because they get a little bit of God's legitimate teaching Mixed in with the teachings and doctrines of men. And they feel when they don't do those things that are really the teachings of men and not the teachings of God, they feel somehow they're not fulfilling their duty unto God. That's what's so dangerous about a tradition-oriented, a new Levitical type of Christianity. These people draw near to me with their mouth, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. It's lip service. It's not with the heart. It's empty. It's vain worship. The law was given for a reason. And foremost, that reason was to show man's sinfulness. And the Pharisees expounded and built upon it. They liked the legal tradition because it showed how pious they were and how good they were or they thought they were. But the real law was for just the opposite purpose, to show how sinful we are. And as a result, they were teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. The NIV says their teachings are but rules taught by men. And you have this contrast between human traditions and human teachings versus the scriptures, the teachings of God. Let's revisit for a moment Galatians chapter three. We touched on this two other times in the study. But we want to really read now a couple of sections and look at them. Let me give you an introduction what's going on now. This is not among the Jews, this is among the Gentiles. They've been converted to the Lord Jesus Christ, and then others come in who try to Judaize them, bring all the legal systems upon them. And Paul has to contend with this in Galatians chapter 1. Verse 6, he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace. And notice that word, how it comes up over and over in the New Testament. Grace, mercy, the gift of God, the grace of Christ. You are turning away so soon from him who called you to the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. There's some who are trying to change the good news of Jesus. So it starts again. Remember Jesus said to his disciples, "Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees." What happened in Judaism was not isolated to the Jews. What happened to them, he says to his disciples, can happen to you. Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And right from the very early days, we see in the book of Galatians it started the simple gospel was being changed there are those who are coming in and they're changing it and they're preaching something different they're troubling them they're perverting the gospel of christ if you look ahead to chapter 3 and verse 1 he says "O foolish galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes jesus christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. There's the gospel. Christ died for our sins, clearly portrayed before them the truth of the gospel, and yet they're being bewitched now. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Is that how you receive the Holy Spirit? Or by the hearing of faith? They heard the word of faith, they received Jesus Christ, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, you didn't receive the Holy Spirit because you observed some legal system. You received the Holy Spirit by the hearing of faith. He says, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, and this is really a good summary of Christian history over the last 20 centuries, are you so foolish? Sometimes the church looks foolish, doesn't it? Having begun in the Spirit, right, How's does it start? the day of Pentecost. Are you now being made perfect by the flesh, deteriorating into a fleshly system of rules and ordinances and rituals and liturgies and, you know, buildings and choirs and all the trappings without the Spirit? Are you so foolish, O foolish Galatians? If you look down uh, into verse 19, of chapter 3 Paul makes clear the purpose of the law he says what purpose then does the law serve it was added because of transgressions to show how sinful people are till the seed should come to whom the promise was made and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator now a mediator does not mediate for one only but God is one And there's an implication here. Paul doesn't go too far into it. But the law was given by angels. There was an angel in the burning bush. A lot of what Moses receives from the Lord is through angels. It's given by angels of God through the hand of a mediator, Moses. But a mediator is not one. Does not mediate for one only. There's two sides. You saw how far the Israelites went that on their side they broke all the commandments even as God gave it to them. But God is one. What is the implication there? Under the new covenant the mediator is not a separate individual, the mediator is God the Son. Jesus who mediates this contract is one with the Father. And when we submit the one who performs it is not us, it's the Holy Spirit. So as God covenanting with mankind through Christ Jesus, the one who is God, fulfilled not by human effort, but by His one Spirit, His Holy Spirit. It's God doing the whole work. It's a better contract. It's an uncontaminated contract because none of our human effort is involved in it. Rather, God is one.
0: If you would like to write to us, or feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach. Our address is Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Join us next time for Sheer Jashub.